the U.S. military has not beaten another top player since the 1940s, but they play melee on the West Coast, so everyone overvalues them. Right. <laughs> What's up, gamers? Hello. Um, hi. This is uh, Gamers Rise Up. Usually, this podcast is about uh, things in esports being dumb and a huge waste of money. I think it's buzzier to call it um, a leftist critique of esports as a podcast. It also makes it sound like we did homework. <laughs> I did homework. I did the reading. Yeah, yeah. Thing. I read like two things. Um, they were all the we, same thing. I made a tweet. It's good. Yeah, yeah that's why you're fun. here. Yeah, yeah um, so we're here with a guest. Which you want to introduce whoa. yourself? Yeah. I am the guest. Um, I'm Victoria Rose, and I am mostly known as an esports writer, freelancer, by the way. Um, and yeah, that's, that's generally it. Yeah. Um, and today we're here to talk about something that might actually matter for once. Uh, and that is... Uh, the military's involvement in uh, esports and recruiting in esports, particularly. Um, Victoria, we invited because uh, we saw that she did good tweets about it um, and wanted to have her on. And there by was the way, it doesn't sound far off from, hey, esports is wasting money on things again. True. That's well, I don't know, because I actually think that, like, this isn't the worst idea the Army's ever had in yeah. terms of recruitment. Yeah. Oh, for their goals, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, there was an article like, will this work, or is it a cynical ploy? And it's like, it's a cynical ploy that might work. Like, this is probably better. Uh, apparently, the Army's actually been, like, really, really missing their recruitment girls recently, which is, like, interesting when you consider, like, how downwardly mobile everyone is. Yeah, um, that is interesting. But also less interesting when you consider the fact that war is evolving, finally. You know, Halo, combat is finally evolved. Mm -hmm. And combat is no longer people-driven. So we don't need a big army. We don't <laughs> so, need these So are you saying anymore. that venture capital is getting spent there also <laughs> very poorly on overhiring? And oh, yes. Things we don't really need? <laughs> Guys, I think the military budget might be uh, too big. Yeah, um, so we considered that maybe m spending money on war is good, actually. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> so many people uh, would lose their jobs at <laughs> the death factory, you know. But yeah, I, I feel like a lot of discussion has been going on this on Twitter, and there's some people I wanted to particularly uh, shout out. Um, one being Sapphic Caliber. Uh, yeah, Mona's great. Um, Calignosity? Nicity? Hold on. Am I might. They got banned on Twitter, and we actually lost the thread uh, for something else, but also, like, leftist stuff. Uh, they were calling people TERFs, which is, you know, good stuff. And um, Fighting salute, good fight. salute to our real troops. Fellow uh, suspended person on Twitter for calling yeah. people TERFs. I said they, that TERFs... Uh, wait, few nights before New Year's, I said TERFs should get... Um, what should you call it? Should step on a nail and get tinnitus. And I got banned for that. Yeah, I've never been banned wait, for anything I've said on... Tinnitus, yeah. They should they should get tetanus and tinnitus. Wait, that's actually really funny. That went totally over my head. <laughs> you just get an inexplicable ringing in your ear after stepping on a nail. I'm not Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing we should preface this with, which is, like, everyone here thinks the U.S. military is bad. And, 
in order to get into this discussion, you you can't just like have an argument about whether or not global imperialism is good. You have to like, look, we're all going to agree here that it isn't good and talk about how it is going to interact with this thing that we actually like for the most part, um, knowing that it's something that we should actively resist, even if it is like, like, yeah, it's not just a waste of money. It's actually, like, a very effective thing, and they have a very good budget. And I think the old... Like, right now, from what I can tell, especially with, like, the fighting game stuff, it's actually quite organic from within the military. Um, it's basically a bunch of military dudes who, like, like games because that's everyone now. Let's um, yes, Let's back it up chronologically because I think the genesis of military involvement in gaming is a lot more developed and still currently more sinister. And I'm talking about... You mentioned Raytheon as an example of a company who does put money into and get money out of games like Rainbow Six, whatever the fuck, mm -hmm. Call of Duty, all these like military adjacent IPs in gaming that are, for lack of a better term, just more or less straight up propaganda. And I think that's been their most effective tool. And what we're talking about today is a little more specific, like their direct physical presence at fighting game tournaments. Mm -hmm. But I think... We need to talk first about this little model. Yeah, that like this isn't new; it's just getting worse. Yeah, and it's intruding. Like, um, I don't have a lot of control over Activision and what Activision does, and you know, you do see all that stuff about like uh, there used to be all those little. And I'm not going to say that like Call of Duty, like uh, the World War Two one, was like incredibly like good politically. Like, look, I guess we were killing the right people in it, but like. There were all these little anti-war messages that would come up when you died and stuff. And it's like, that's increasingly uh, left. And now we have, like, you are killing brown people with increasingly advanced weapons. And all of those quotes are gone. And you have, like, flashy sponsorships um, by the military itself and also. But, again, like, nobody here has actually any ability to influence that, really. Except to, like, tell people that it's bad. But in fighting games... Uh, it's a grassroots thing, and your voice does kind of matter. Yeah, it just hits this really interesting intersection of like, you know, when you look at the FGC, you, it's like you can't talk about the FGC without pointing out it's the most diverse, basically mm -hmm. esports base. Um, but also, like that kind of comes, I guess, at a heads with the like trappings of why people go into the military to begin with. Which yeah. is that a lot of them, you know, can't afford that much. Like, they, they go to their weeklies. Um, they have the things they need. Um, and, like, if you, can't, if you can't even reach that level, then you, you know, have to join the military to get your education, to get your health care. And it's, it's kind of interesting to, that people are cognizant of that. Um, and yet they're kind of existing alongside this recruitment effort um, mm. just because a lot of us are broke in esports. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, that makes it like the perfect place. Like that, the thing about all this stuff and all, the, all of the military and esports, because there's, there's two things, which is the military's esports teams, which are like soldiers who are like, we're going to be an esports team and we're going to find the best like gamers in the military and make an esports team out of them. And then there's also the sponsorships of like cloud nine by like the air force yeah, that was and wild. yeah, which is super wild. And like what you're talking about is brings up a really good point, which is a lot of the time. And especially in melee, we struggle with like, okay, we need sponsors for these events. What do we sell to melee players that they can, that they will actually like buy. And 
a lot of the time it's like, well, not only do melee players not really need like PC gaming stuff, but also melee players are broke as hell. And so it's like, wait a minute, these people are broke as hell. So we can sell them joining the military. We and thought like, making a deal with Nintendo was making a deal with the devil, but here <laughs> yeah. we go. In the grand scheme. Yeah. Um, but the, I mean, that makes a lot of sense that like, I don't know, like you were saying that it's something that we should be aware of in ideal world, but also like thinking from the perspective of like a recruiter, it's a very easy sell, both in terms of like the military trying to do recruiting on that platform and also um, to people who are like running events. It's like, oh yeah, of course we can get all, all these military folks behind it because we ran out of ideas. The, the viewers of Melee aren't buying anything. Um, you'll have someone who's like big, but like big in the context of Smash. And like, as soon as they'll want to involve themselves in Smash, and like, this can range from like someone who like has done stupid stuff in the past, but like doesn't seem like an overall like horrible person, like Ninja, um, to also like Keemstar, who is just like a black hole of uh, influencer culture and oh, what like if he sociopathy. With the military? Well, that so that's what I'm saying is yeah. like Smashers will to Keemstar what something with like actual money and influence that like doesn't need to look for people like Keemstar because it's already at least supposedly outgrown them uh, will to the American military, which yeah. is like the greatest, most the most powerful and most well-funded force on earth, uh, public or private probably. Yeah. So I guess the a question worth asking is, what what do they want to do with these teens? You know what what does we know they want to recruit them, but what do we want to recruit them for? Are these like there's the easy brain connection to look at uh, games and say like oh we want kids to be drone pilots because like if you've seen a drone control surface, the next box there's a pretty controller. significant parallel. Between. No, I mean it's yeah. literally submarines yeah. are piloted by 360 yeah. controllers. Yeah, they're like unbranded 360 controllers. But is that there's a lot of like weird stuff that the military does and a lot of it is like just engineering projects or like just doing stuff in America but then like you get things like Japan where they just send out random marines to hang out and you know commit crimes and yeah. you know <laughs> all the bad things and there's memes about it because it's that bad yeah apparently and cause car crashes which never happens in Japan by the way but um yeah, I mean, people drive, but, like, there's n- no demographic in Japan, like, the military that absolutely messes up. So you could sell that to, the, you know, the kids, or you can, you know, sell, like, hey, you're going to this random colony we have in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, I think, the, I think the thing that, because, you know, in looking into this, I think what a lot of the stuff, a lot of the statements from the military folks that have been about this about like the military esports team and all that is we want to show people that there's all kinds of different jobs that you can have in the military. And like the, a lot of the time when it comes to recruitment, um, these days, especially, um, when pretty much every war for the most part, people know is like complete bullshit and like, you know, terrible. Um, like, like you really? know, pe- well, people don't feel like, you know, I'm going and fighting Nazis, so I'm mm-hmm. okay to die because whatever. That doesn't work anymore mm-hmm. with military recruitment. And so the angle that recruiting seems to have been doing for the past pretty long time is, well, when you sign up for the military, you're not necessarily signing up to die. You could be an engineer or you could be a mathematician or you could be an esports player. Yeah. And I think that that's the angle that this is showing is like kids who play Call of Duty can be like, wow, 
I can join the military and be just like these guys. And I could even like play Call of Duty still in the military and not die. I if they pass basic. That. Exactly. If they pass basic. But that's like, <laughs> I don't know. I, okay, I think basic, they're trying to... for gamers. And it's just like the CSGO uh, trials over and over again. Yeah. The, like the mud up. that you're crawling through is just steeped in Mountain Dew. It's like, why is it so sticky? <laughs> Yeah, well, that's that's it develops uh, core strength. <laughs> but, um, they want kids to think that you can join the military and like not give up your like gamer lifestyle. Mm. Like they they want to get into this new demographic of people who, um, like, because nobody wants to just like sign up and then instantly burst into flame and die like the second you sign on the dotted line or whatever. And so I think that all of these things of like the diversification of, of all that um, and like specifically in esports is to make people feel more at ease with right. the idea of signing up the signing it's, up for the military because they feel like well if someone's got like someone's going to be on the front lines at some point but it might not be me like yeah, i think yeah. that that's what the military it's is pushing it's selling the it's selling being in the military as something uh more than just being on the front lines and something you can kind of just do um until you get out and get your college degree which I mean, to be fair, is for the most part true. Like, most people yeah. don't actually face active combat. Yeah. And I think that also ties into, like, a larger thing with, um, like, I, I think in context of the conversation we were having earlier, like, the military doesn't really need an active conflict to be gearing up for. They just kind of... I think for almost all intents and purposes, the military basically acts like a private company. And I think this is, like every other esports thing, basically a branding expert exercise. Um a, it's like to raise awareness, but it's also just like it makes uh, the military seem cool and down to earth and it wants to do all the same games that you do. Now, uh, something I want to ask the whole table, cause, and it, I don't want to sound like I'm playing devil's advocate here, but like genuinely, per what you were talking about, how most uh, U.S. Army recruits these days will never be in any meaningful mortal danger mm-hmm. but still be loosely part of a machine that is imperialistic and bloodthirsty. Um, why is it still sinister on an individual level for them to be here? Besides the fact that it's children they're frequently recruiting, which is inherently, again, as most of the article stated, we're the only country in the first world who still lets their military go anywhere near children at any point. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, um, that's not cool. Like there was um, one of the articles <laughs> well, cited backlash in the UK over like yeah. them recruiting 16-year-olds because apparently nobody else does that. And I was like, really? That's surprising because like, I mean, here, like, mm-hmm. you they start when they're 18. Like, yeah. you get to the kids while they're in high school. Like, that's what we do. The but, one, like, why is that sinister to do at a fighting game tournament? The one thing I like, will say before like I address that yeah. is that one thing that surprised me in a very positive way was I was looking up all the reaction to uh, Cloud9 announcing its uh, Air Force sponsorship, and you got a lot of, like... Not necessarily even leftist, but just like very unideologically grounded pushback. And it was pretty funny for me because I'm used to hearing uh, get politics out of my games in a very negative light. But like this time it was actually like, no, that's fair. The, actually, this political like engine shouldn't be in our game. The Air Force is a particularly loony wing of the military at this point also because um, their primary meme for us spectating them is the F-35 project, oh. which has been an historically insanely expensive 
spectacular failure. <laughs> the that, like, you can gesture to yeah anytime yeah oh my god um you could anytime like a boomer is like how are you gonna pay for it when you're talking about healthcare or uh, student debt you just gesture wildly to a picture of an F for thirty five and be like I hate to do what aboutism but come on come on and also space. The Air Force is thinking about uh-huh. space. Yeah. Because like, they think it's 2235 and we're the UNSC well, and we got to stop the covenant. But yeah, it does. It feels sinister because like the political like ideology, like the military does just have its own political ideology to begin with by existing, uh, which is like, you know, this degree of racism and this discre- degree of um toxic masculinity and what it means to be powerful what it means to be successful and when you come into a fighting game tournament that's already like a fighting game you it's two people beating each other up but it's like consensual in that ma- matter mm-hmm. um and it starts to topple that line of well what is what does it mean to be violent and is violence good actually and um or you know, even if it's not like physical violence is like political violence um and it's it starts blurring those lines. It's a lot of fun. To- I see what you're saying. So it's like when we play fighting games, it's like kind of a consensual, passionate competition, specifically of sport. Yeah. And you're kind of harnessing that energy and saying like, what if you really cared about your uh, quote unquote freedom, country, power, liberty, and you channeled that. Yeah. yeah. And to like, yeah. uh, what if, what if killing good, like you come out of it alive when you do an FGC yeah. tournament and you shake hands at the end of it. And yeah, this is I like, mean, you're hacking, uh, some unknown spies stuff now. Is that okay? One of the most infuriating things I've ever come across was like this, uh, this, this post by this guy who is like, actually the FGC is the most toxic masculinity thing ever, but not because of like the way the FGC is, Name which is like bitch. a fair criticism, but like, uh, I don't think that people punching each other is good. Um, which is just like, I don't know. Like it, I, I like, I understand where it's coming from. And I also think it's a completely useless analysis. <laughs> and it's like, there's like, why, why even focus on like something as small and niche as the fighting game? Community if you're going to be point? stupid, at least be entertaining. Like, yeah. Like don't be fucking in so twee and horrible and like I actually do think there's a lot of value in like a controlled catharsis that all of us get from uh, fighting games. Um, It's like the main counter or the main argument for games like GTA is people like it's making people murderous. I'm like no it's definitely getting it out of their system. I actually think it might also be making I'm that's that's a whole other episode. I think it's true of every esport but mine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah I mean so for me it's like there is partially that in that it's like I I agree with you that there is like the uh, the transformation of something that I think is like fundamentally very pure Um, and that isn't to say the execution is always good obviously the FGC and gaming in a wider context like but uh, the spirit, the moment where you're in the damn game yeah. and all the other bullshit doesn't the, matter. The moment where like yeah. re, re, Street Fighter Two Ryu is you, and that's you're, you know like that shit is cool as hell. Um, but then also that, like honestly, even if that wasn't true, fighting games are something I like, and esports widely are more or less something I like, uh, and the military is something that terrifies me, uh, and. I don't really need an ideological position that says there is a reason I need this out of this thing particularly, except that each and every one of us should fight individually in all of the communities we exist in to keep this shit out of it. Um, And 
yeah, so that's that's really my take. It's like, yes, I'm doing it in esports because that is where I reside. Um, and if you are in lumberjack sports, uh, mm-hmm. that is where you should fight. I, yeah, like at the end of the day, I think all military recruitment is sinister. And it's it's not, you know, like the military as a thing, like people sign up for it because like they can't go to college otherwise. And they can't like, they're like, you know, they don't have access to healthcare. Like they want to leave their shitty like communities. Like, I don't know, like queer people join the military because they live in like homophobic towns and they want to like get money and get out of there or just like just leave their situations. Like the military and military recruiting fundamentally preys on like desperate people and like people who are like in need and says, you know, take this gamble and, you know, do this bad thing. Um, and and maybe, and do it to other people too. And maybe you can have freedom afterwards if you make it. And I think that that's always evil. Um, Heads up gamers. Uh, the veteran affairs association is completely corrupt and veteran healthcare is actually terrible. So yeah. the yeah. free healthcare yeah. that they're baiting human like, nightmare. That, that just, it's bad. Yeah, like it's we, very bad. we wish like we could at least say like, Oh yeah, you do get healthcare out of it. We understand. No, it's, you get to Genuinely. go to the the uh, the emergency room when you get the common cold. That yeah. wilds yeah. me out because like, congrats, look, have fun. Don't get staff. There is yeah. like a real thing where, uh, a big part of the push not to make college more affordable in the U.S. is literally just because of how hard it would hurt military recruitment. But also, like, how many vets... Like, how actually expensive would it be to pay for vets' health care? I guess it would be more expensive than it would be usually because, you know, it's more expensive to pay for the health care of people who are more likely to have, like, medical conditions from the thing they were doing. But also, like, the amount of bad PR and, like, political capital they lose on just, like what amounts to a very actually pretty small part of the population. Like you'd think they would just, you know, throw them a blank check and like get it over with. Well, that's the thing is they can't even do that. From a healthcare standpoint, they're also beholden to the completely arcane and predatory system that the rest of us are like, just because the VA pays for it doesn't make the things they're buying or selling any less expensive, outmoded and uh, like not good. So even if even if they did give the VA a blank check, they would still be living in the same hell as we do. Yeah. Plus, I think they just consider veterans to be like discarded people. Yeah. I don't think they consider them to be real people. Um, you know, which is one of the more sinister parts of yeah. this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, something more catty that I want to point out yeah, about the military's esports um, offensive is that if uh, college sports were any indication, uh, the Army and Navy teams. Um, rarely generate the caliber of professional athlete that the rest of the college system does. So um, if you're going to join the Army's esports team, you probably aren't going to make as much money as Booga. Just, just, yeah, so, well, no, just going to put that out there. The Army's don't don't join the Army because it's, it's, it's going to be like a third tier esports but, team. No, but that's a misrepresentation <laughs> of what's happening because there's, and there's no one joining the Army's esports team. You have people who are already in the Army uh, saying, please, Dad, can I have some money for ice cream? goes and buys uh, esports team instead. And then you have the army funding independent <laughs> private uh, independent, like sponsoring independent private CSGO teams. Yeah, um, and it, it keeps their people happy for like 20, because otherwise they're going to sit around and watch hentai. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wish I were joking, but... No. Oh man, I want to see those fucking Google searches. In the military. Yeah. Somebody has them. I don't know. 
But so okay, I kind of want to I kind of want to flip it a little bit because because we've been talking about the perspective of like okay, the military, why are they getting into esports? Like what is the side for them? I think the other thing is like why is Cloud9 allowing itself to be sponsored by the Air Force? Like I've I've I haven't seen any like cuz you know what I mean like Cloud9. we're put Here's the thing that chaps my ass about this whole thing with respect to like all these teams and taking on the military as a sponsor is like I haven't seen any indication that Cloud9 or anyone else who's being sponsored by the military has even thought about any of the implications of no. it. Oh, yeah, like, of course not. The, uh, yeah, on any yeah, level, the, besides, on, like, political. Yeah, even. well, they're just like, well, oh, great, we, well, we got another sponsor. They're, they're going to, you know, we'll be able I to run this. that much money. I literally think it's straight up, like, even if it's without, it's dead ass, like, for exposure. Yeah. And, this isn't and, to say and a quick buck and a quick buck, which isn't Absolutely to say they buck. aren't getting paid, but like these people are so inherently unideological in their approach to anything. Like the people who run the people who run esports are not people who are like I'm willing to sell my soul to the devil. They have no concept that a devil exists. They like yeah. don't believe there are forces for evil in the world. I just think they wanted the money. I really yeah. do yeah, think that's, that's that's that it's that easy. There's no and, incentive and, not and to and take I don't it. Th- I don't even like it. Just seems like they didn't even think about it. Of and, course not. And I'm, no, they didn't because like. Like it's esports is a and like this is getting to a larger discussion um, of like you know what is esports on international scale but like Cloud Nine is sort of an like as American as they are they are also an international team mm-hmm. and any I think that's is very American minded to just straight up be like hey we're a military no team now CSGO has more than one American team on now there are plenty of CS:GO teams that are American but then and I actually went to the E League thing in Boston when they had that and. I don't know if it was just a stadium because it was a mm-hmm. um, it was Boston University Stadium, but they had a whole ass Air Force military something room. I don't mean like one booth. I mean like they they had like a room with like mm-hmm. games and all this stuff, and that was before the Cloud Nine thing, like right, right before. The, and they had like an it was with E League. That's what it was, right. and they had like a an Air Force MVP um, award. And like stuff for the for, Air Force or for the by the Air people? Force for the esports people who won? I don't remember. It was That's definitely fine. an American though because they won that event. <laughs> it was it was like oh it's the biggest esports um, whatever to ever blah blah blah, um, and of course it was an American team that did it, so they gave the MVP to right American. Um, but I don't think that these orgs think about it much beyond like. You know, give me money. Yeah, but I also yeah. think, well, I, I get, yeah, I think you're right that it is money, but I also think that it is notable just how little moral calculus ever goes on. And there is this assumption that I think kind of a lot of people who have never really thought about anything have that anything sufficiently big is good. And that's true of influencers, and that's true of horrible death machines that have been like yeah. destroying the world for upwards of. Uh, I think it it all happens on the same level of greed. So, like, for another sports parallel, the uh, salute to service, which is the military's involvement in the NFL, the military pays the NFL to do the anthem, to ham up the anthem drama. Like, wait, they, they the did NFL? always... Like yeah. the NFL does like a veterans month. Wait, and the, all military these the military the N- pays the NFL. Okay, yeah, okay. okay. The military okay. pays. They catapult money at things like the NFL to keep their name in people's mouths in these situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when Cloud Nine sees the Air Force making pitch decks, whatever, they see that same opportunity for esports. And so it's apparent to all of us that 
there's not an, any moral calculus going on here. These people are just pursuing the money that's available to them, regardless of how bloody it is. Um, so it falls upon us, the players, the organizers, the journalists, what have you, to kind of quote unquote resist in our own special ways. So what do the average gamer do besides walk by their table at defend the North and go, uh, which is what I did. (laughs) I I totally missed that. Well, definitely get loud. Like, I mean, a lot of people do complain whenever this happens. Um, I mean, only exception I could think of is when Starcraft had a, or the Korean military had a Starcraft team like 10 years ago, but Mm -hmm. also you're pretty much, please. We got sirens. You're pretty much required to go into the military in Korea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not like America where it's like they have to make the effort. It's like, right. well, we, we have We're going to end up with some good players by sheer statistical. Yeah, by like you pretty much only faker God can um, can get out of the military. Mm-hmm. But um, but for the rest of us who can't or who can avoid it, um, like definitely get loud with the teams. Um, they do notice that don't you know avoid buying their merchandise you're probably going to bandwagon to another team halfway through that tournament you're watching might as well just yeah. you know hop the bandwagon um and well in advance um eh, meme about it memes, yeah memes yeah. it helps memes are the primary forefront of like political ideology spreading at this point mm-hmm. i think yeah yeah like they're engaging and they're funny yeah. and everybody can and get a little literally like definitionally memes, viral yeah. memes are community yeah memes are community um, Shout out to Gretchen McCulloch, the internet linguist, whose whose book everyone should read. And I just saw that. Talks about that. that and it's in my backpack. It's it came out last week. It's in my backpack. I, need to read it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they have it. At, oh, I'll talk about it later. But um, yeah, memes are community, and yeah. that's how ideas spread. So I, I think there's. I think basically, like the solution as far as we have one is to make it as toxic as possible, and and that's both uh, towards the team. Smash Ultimate is doing everything this. it can. Make it as possible. Oh yeah, so the army okay. won't go near. Context: it. Don't be just shitter so that army. Like, don't just be, yeah. Just have such terrible PR that even the army doesn't want us. Um, we just have too many trans girls show up more, to the yeah. point where they yeah. don't yeah. want to. Well, they're like, well, if the community well, is all is trans women, how are we going to recruit anyone? Because oh, I don't know. That won't stop Actually, them. can you be? I don't know. If, I don't know what the. I don't even. I'm so not. I'm so out of the loop. Can you even be trans in the military now? Uh, like, you can't. Trump right? did that thing, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. He did that he, thing. Like, so no. Put the band I think back he in place. Did this thing, and then and then the army generals were like, "We're not going to do that." But and then everyone was like, back. "Oh, army generals, you're so woke." And it was like, right. "Fucking kill me." Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, sorry, no, so body's were, a body. They actually, yeah. I think they tried to reinstate it like a few weeks or a few months mm-hmm. ago or something. So I think it's in effect again. Gotcha. So ladies, do us all a favor. Get out there and be the face of the community so the military thinks that everyone in the FTC is trans and leaves us alone. Hello, it's Smash not, Ultimate. They like trans people because oh, you guys are d- impoverished. Oh, shit. Yeah, Actually, yeah. And That's also, a lot, of, a lot of trans women join the military yeah. and like, trans people in general join the military join the before military they transition and, and then they... Shout out to free, Chelsea Manning. Free Chelsea. Yeah, shout out to Chelsea Manning. Um, free Chelsea. Free Chelsea. She streamed Apex Legends free that literally gamer. the day before she went back into jail. She's free a gamer? gamer. Only yep. time I've ever watched a Battle Royale on Twitch. <laughs> yeah. And she played the best one. Yeah, so but so on the one hand, that's... If if you're if a team is trying to do shit like this or an event is trying to do shit like this, push back as hard as possible. Push back on social media. Push back on person. Say you won't go. Don't go if you say you won't go and they still do it. Um, but also towards the military when they start posing this shit on Twitter, uh, get that ratio up. Yeah, um, it starts oh, yeah. to work on certain people. Yeah. Look, the PR only works if it looks good when they're doing it. If every time they post 
everyone gets they get blown up and that's what the reports about it have to be it's a bad look and they won't want to do it as hard but then um inevitably ian miles chiang or someone like him will show up and be like oh typical gamers or leftists or something like i thought they liked gamers they do but they hate um anti-military lefty nonsense so all those people pile on but you know everybody knows how to deal with them you just send you just put pictures of clown shoes in their replies, <laughs> and it fucking works. It's fine. I thought even I the, the right wing, though, like even yeah, right wing, like kids is... don't like the military. That's that was my impression. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the thing. It's make like, it all go get, away. Get politics out of my video games, but like, but like okay, fair. Real. You have a point this time. Like, yeah, this time this this whole thing, like, there, it's so vital to just like push back against this because the thing that the thing that really like freaks me out the most about it is because we talked about in I guess the first episode that we did about like the esports bubble is like we were ha haing it up we were yucking it up about you know people saying you know the call of duty league will be here 20 years from now because mm-hmm. blah 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 and you know we find that laughable because it's like none of this shit you know none of this shit's going to be here in 20 years but when there is a military component like if if the military takes over even just the first person shooter world which it's it like fits like a glove that to me is like the one real way that i see that statement being true because it it, you know there are things that have been going on forever that it's like you know military families right like the kids are in like boy scouts or like jrotc or like whatever um if like fps esports becomes one of those things that like military families do regardless of what the current oh, FPS shit. is, then that becomes an American institution, capital A, capital I, American institution, and that will stick around forever. To be fair, they tried that. They yeah. had America's Army, which was a military game that they commissioned, mm-hmm. and it was bad. There's yeah. also Full Spectrum Warrior, which was supposed to train people. I feel like your little nightmare scenario here has already kind of come to fruition via Ubisoft and Activision, because I was sitting during E3 in the newsroom of a prominent games journalism outfit, who I will not name drop now because they paid me and I left and it's fine. Um, I was freelancing. Um, But they were sitting through all the fucking Rainbow Six this, Rainbow Six that, like game after game from, I believe, Ubisoft is a developer of those things. And everyone was like, we get it. You're like completely propped up by military funding Mm -hmm. and propaganda to just crap out these grayscale... Uh, semi-realistic counter FARC counter Arab terrorist shooter games like there's already a branch of that like that uh, the military already has their tendrils completely wrapped around yeah but I kind of wonder how much of that is military pay and how much of that is just like the American glorification of the military complex gamers willingness to buy fucking anything yeah that's the thing like my my angle wasn't necessarily that it's like that they're going to be behind the games but that like the the high school athlete the like high school rotc person the like boy scouts like when they're younger like whatever is it's not i don't necessarily mean like the military taking control of like games but like the the thing i'm more concerned about is like if high school fps esports athlete becomes a thing that you do and then when you graduate high school you sign up for the military 
that's mm. more what I was I don't think about. it'll ever get that big. Yeah, but the, that's just what I'm concerned about. Like, actually, like, I heard I like for a while that a lot of their law of recruits were basically Call of Duty fanatics, and they yeah. all sucked at basic. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish I were joking. Right. It's, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Like the, the so this is like kid. doing it even more. You know? I guess. Yeah. I guess for me, the only, the thing is, is I think military has been very successful in the cooperation co-optation of gamers um and that's actually different to the co-optation of esports and we need and the point is is actually hasn't gotten that bad yet and in a lot of ways like esports isn't as successful as people want to make it out to be and in that way it's like we don't have that much like to worry about there but also it's still like don't even let them fucking try yeah Um, Even if it's small, like as soon as there's a national anthem at a Call of Duty event, it's all over. I know this shit, especially the Cloud Nine shit, really makes mangoes going to be a thing already. Mangoes whole like nationalistic shtick was like kind of funny up until I discovered that there was like a literal fucking like, okay, specifically only their CS:GO team, but like might have to figure that one out at some point. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough to litigate. So there was this controversy a while about ago about how CSGO was having trouble picking up sponsorships because the word terrorist is heavily uh, featured in it. And this was really interesting to me, A, because um, it's the one game in which the, like, first of all, yes, you're playing as the so-called terrorist, but it's actually surprisingly, like, ideologically free uh, there's no real description of what the terrorists are doing or attacking or what the counter-terrorists are attacking. Uh, everything in it reads to me is pretty solidly Eastern European um, of the characters. Yeah, there it. is, but like the suggestion is very like, is it's it? very blurred. It's very border. Right? It's I'd intentionally say very vague. And it's it can be either Eastern European, European or middle eastern if right you, especially like the outfits i think is yeah there's, there's a lot like of a plausible deniability plausible. there yeah and but actually it's funny um they did have and when you talk about like the esports bubble um i don't know if you i don't remember you guys talking about this. there was the um there was something by like an xbox module where they um had like a a franchise of csgo teams around the world it was like the first big franchising attempt but it was like multiple games. One of them was Counter Strike, and they had to change everything to like water guns and basketball yeah. jerseys. <laughs> I, love that shit. I love that shit too. It was That's hilarious. A, they had to remove any implication that there was military violence. One military, like two Chinese violence. PUBG. Yeah, Chinese oh. like pu- Chinese PUBG, and like you know, we're killing the, the bad forsaken. people. That was like the oldest example of that. So. Uh, all the undead in Chinese WoW are literally oh boneless. God. Yeah, they do that. Do, they like have, glob people. Yeah, yeah, they literally have to change all the Dota characters to get rid of bones. But um, um that's fine. But, but not more to the point, though, they did have to do that to get it on national, to get sponsors to get on national television to, you know, make it more accessible. But and, what's yeah. wild to me about that is that this is because there are playable terrorists, mm-hmm. and the ideological idea there is that terrorism is the thing of ideology and the u.s the implied u.s i think it's also worth noting that counter-strike does as a franchise actually predate our current relationship with the war on terror um so there is some leeway there i think but also just the fact that ideology is the thing terrorists have the u.s military is the default 
They won every war. They won every war. <laughs> to be they fair, they haven't war. declared a war since the last one mm-hmm. they won. Yeah, you can't but lose yeah. to a concept. I think in the Twitter thread you guys found me and I literally yeah. called the U.S. military the G fuel. <laughs> yeah, that was really what got you on here. <laughs> it's like, it's not just that it's bad. It's also that it particularly sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I wish we could at least say we did something good and that we are a company. Like, like we have a company worth like your time. But, you know, yeah, first, of all, yeah. first di- of all, evil. Second of all, evil. Third of all, evil to our veterans. Um and we just suck at it. Yeah. We suck at what we do. Our dystopia is just constantly shitting the bed. The US, <laughs> so fucking bad. The U.S. military has not beaten another top player since the 1940s, but they play melee on the West Coast, so everyone overvalues them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. They all play League on U.S. West. <laughs> don't, don't do this to West Balls. It's such a good subtweet. All right, so that's that's a lot of heavy stuff, you know. It's a lot of um, high stakes uh, geopolitical stuff that we now have to think about whenever we're watching Tekken. But um, so Victoria, you um, did did a service this weekend at the Fortnite World <laughs> a Cup, a real service, yeah, real not service. like the rest of these chumps. <laughs> uh, yeah, I reported on the front lines of the legendary inevitable um Fortnite world cup um and actually it was i'm sorry to everyone here and listening um but it was good i know i'm sorry you you know and i keep saying like begrudgingly you know how like four years ago we were like um oh we want production value on led Mm -hmm. screens everywhere we want to have a really good dj i want want production value on crt screens yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and for better or worse, Fortnite actually pulled that off. Like on a, you know, on like a shallow production level, it was actually exciting. And I had a great time with that. Um, in terms of actually running things, it's still Fortnite. Um, so like Friday, they ran like an hour and a half late um, getting the, um, what should be a timed mode, by the way, um, <laughs> the creative mode um, and moving that to Pro-Am. And then they had an hour of celebrity introductions. Cool. A whole hour. I managed to make my way up to a... Um, to a VIP section and like with a bunch of other reporters who I will not name um, so that they don't get in trouble. But um, we all just looked at each other like halfway through. Was like, is this done yet? And we look up and they keep going. And it was torture. We've never experienced anything like that. Um, I'm glad people with way more money than me are also fucking tournaments up just as hard. Mm-hmm. There is no there is no height to which someone cannot fail. You know? Otherwise, but good production. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, they, that was just Friday. Um, once duos and solos started, it was actually really cool. Like, Fortnite is not an easy game. Like, we make fun of it a lot, yeah. uh, you know, because it's all kids. And, because the yeah. kids like it. The and kids we're like old. it. And, yeah, but that's... No, it is... A- it's a cool game. <laughs> it's it's actually legitimately like a difficult game to master. Like you can learn how to play, but like they change so much all the time. There's so many people playing. There's so many good people playing that play all day. That's all they do. They play Fortnite. There are these 12 year old kids who come home, finish their homework. Um, actually, 14 or 13, you have to be able to qualify. Um, mm-hmm. And you sit there and you watch it in this giant arena with a bunch of other kids, and everyone is just you know you expect like you know, weird kid stuff, but everyone's just in awe because these players are so good. And it's, um, you know, at the end of it, like the other, this other reporter and I looked at each other and we were like, I, I, we feel like this kid earned this $3 million. Yeah. Yeah. He, this kid really freaking earned it. He um, smacked the fuck out of everybody. My problems with Fortnite esports have largely just been that I, I didn't think that they worked very well. I didn't think Battle Royale 
the the all for one um and one for all <laughs> i didn't think it actually translated very well into like a product you could easily track or watch and i think the amount they've done in regards to that to ease that process has actually been genuinely very i'm sure there's still kinks but like i'm watching them i'm watching them like they have all these very interesting camera angles now where you're watching people just and it like really gives you a sense of scale as to like what these players are doing and like the the skill uh ceiling also um where you're just watching like a whole bunch of different people like building towers and oh the tower pretty interesting there was like it was like an apartment con like have you if you walk down like brooklyn yeah. like down one of the gentrified streets it looked like that <laughs> like <laughs> any given point of the glass big glass tower with leds and yeah. like metal and it was just awkward they go like, up about as fast there's like a yeah. juice come down there's like a juice pretty much place and also yeah. it's not a grift uh it's a marketing campaign for Fortnite. Yeah, it's and oh, yeah. money catapult. Shit, oh yeah which love to see it is a model that makes fucking sense and like look i don't like money so i'm not pretend i like love it but like it makes so much more sense to me than this franchising shit. So oh, yeah. I'll give and, them that. Yeah, mm -hmm. and definitely, um, I mean, it has its issue. Like, it sh it comes off as a marketing thing because, like, a lot of their decisions in, well, you know. it should be. Yeah, I mean, and, and like, their decisions me? in making competitive, making it competitive are, like, eh. And I think, like, people take it seriously enough where now they're like, right. it does well, seem... we got to crack down now. Yeah. I'm sorry. Can first... I just, um, I just want to say I'm so fucking relieved that they took all of this money and they didn't do any of the Dead Mao Five bullshit that like Dota no. and all those have done in the past. Well, they, they did do any. That. Well, they did. Yeah. I'm glad we've moved past. What they did that instead my... of just like well, yeah. were... overwrought expenditure bullshit with like performances that are don't really click with esports audiences. Instead, they kind of did the YouTuber strat where you just kind of spend an extended amount of time saying basically nothing because your audience is eight year olds and they're not soaking in anything that you're saying anyway. They were just like cut to that one sunrise sunshine guy to just say nothing for 10 minutes. Well, they games. were saying stuff, but it was like, Ooh, but it's esports and sports stuff to me. Yeah, I he mean, was just like, saying a lot. Like uh, we were sitting here joking. We should just drank every time they said these are the best players in the world. Oh I'm like, god. Yeah. Well, I damn hope so. Yeah, honestly, it I is. Don't kind know. I mean, that is because if you're having a, a three million dollar tournament with not the best players in the world, you probably yeah, fucked up. Well, I, I should have had a drinking game. Forty million dollars. Yeah. Take a sip. I do have this issue actually with not with Fortnite in particular, but there's this tension between uh, everyone in esports as an industry uh, wants every game that is independently popular to be an esport because it'll get them checks signed. Uh, when a lot of the things that are encouraged in gameplay, uh, specifically such as um, variety in terms of who wins and stuff. Like, in order to get a consistent winner of Fortnite, what, do they have to run six games? Yeah, they do. That's hard. Um, and, and how is that going so far? How is Fortnite generating consistent champion-like figures gone? Because uh, Tfue died a very public death this weekend, and he wasn't even uh, particularly the best but, one. Like, yeah, no, but that's And then you my... look at the guys who won, like, the first skirmishes, like, a year ago, they're gone. That's Everybody's my thing. Everybody's like, gone. You have to do a lot yeah. of work to reassure everyone that, like, these are the best players, because, like... I mean, I think the kid that won is probably the best out of the yeah. people who were there. I mean, but he like, earned $3 million by being the best at adapting to this game that changes wildly constantly. Yeah, it's, and that it's matters. valid. Yeah. Well, I think Fortnite kind of breaks that idea, too, because the it's skill the skill ceiling. And it's actually kind of like the way that they juggle it around the way the I will admit that the commentary was really, really good. Like the observing yeah. and like they, they the made me think that I knew who this kid was. Yeah, and it was like the guy told me there were um the, I talked to a producer for like a fan bite piece and um 
he mentioned that they had like upwards of 30 observers, like just co uh, controlling cameras. Um, and it showed, it really did show. And like they did the research on all their players. And I think that's where like, you know, I don't think a lot of esports, um, a lot of companies, a lot of production, whatever, uh, do a good job of narrative. And that's yeah. really what esports like needs to have in order for people to be engaged. Like I don't know anything about Fortnite. Um, I'm besides I issue people a few things here and there, um, and that the audience is like there's dances, right? Yeah, there's Where's dances. dances there's dances, from? and like everyone's 16 years old playing this game, except for like the dude who used to be a Dota player and Hots player and won second place here. Um, oh, really? Go yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wait, how old is he? 24. 23. Yeah. Oh, thank God. There's yeah. hope for me yet. No. <laughs> there's hope for you yet. Um, yeah. There's hope for me. I'm 24. Actually, but you're just gonna be a top player in another game first. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And we got the Asian American rep, CLG. We got the New York, the whole, that all it? that jazz. Okay, there's yeah. still no Jewish uh, esports. There's still no Jewish press. esports influencers, as far as we know. No, I mean there's Fly, I, um, who's, who's like a Dota person. There's uh, Dota has so many is like he an influencer though. No, there are good. There are good Jewish esports players. Me yeah. King not Jewish. Is that Me, he's not an influencer. Fair. He is Fair. Jewish. We actually figured this out. Yeah. Uh, because other than him, the best Jewish Smash player is like Zengazin. And that's weird. <laughs> yeah. uh, where was he going with this? Yeah, no, narrative. But yeah, that's what esports groups need to do, need to do throughout the year. Um, yeah. And Fortnite like, did it this one time. And it's like, well, you can do this every other yeah. day of the year, right? Like pay people. Yeah, yeah. I that's mean, good to hear. Honestly, around, um, yeah, but they did a good job trapping it in. You know, kids play Fortnite. Sometimes people rag on it because the kids do it. Um, at the end of the day, it's something that has a lot of expression and skill. People put a lot into this thing from what you're like saying. It looks like a fuck ton of fun. And it looks like a lot of fun. And like, I don't know, at the end of the day, we like we like games. We like competing in games or observing game competitions and stuff. And we want that to continue to be fun. And there's something to that not being, not having an ulterior motive, like the stuff that we were talking about. Um, good, clean fun. You know, good, clean fun is valuable. And... Should, I don't know. Yeah. We should involve the uh, military in that. We should just do our thing. Fortnite play shoehorning a battle royale exp experience into a valuable esports product. Pretty cool. The military shoehorning itself into esports and the FGC. Not so cool. Not so Anyways, cool. that sounds like the episode. That's a good note to end it on. Yeah. Um, do you want to plug anything that you are working on? Any articles? Your Twitter? Freelancer, like by the way. Yeah, so you dubs. want to be picked up. Pick me up. Um, okay. no, You're doing the real, like, um, unsponsored BTW. Unsponsored. That's literally what I took no, from really... Hosey. Like, I, yeah. I yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. She's great. God bless I love her. her. Yeah, what a legend. What a legend. What a gay legend we stand. Um, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I don't need any more Twitter followers, but if you want your entire <laughs> feed to just be my content, then you can follow me because I tweet a lot. I am very online. And, um, How do I pronounce your... Rinning gear. I like Rin in gear. So um, that's my Twitter. Um, I like writing about games. I will write anything about games. Um, I've, I haven't gave picked up by a few outlets. I have a few things in the works. One about Smash, which should be interesting. I, it's about how we smell. Yeah, it's, uh, it God should damn be. Again? I hear you, man. Vi sitter här i väntan och spelar lite Dota I feel you man Vi sitter här i väntan och spelar lite Dota Och pushar på och smeker Men motståndet vi leker Vi sitter här i väntan och spelar lite Dota Och springer runt och creepar Och motståndet vi slipar Let's go
Let's get it on. Vi sitter här i väntan, spelar lite Dota och pushar på spekar med motståndet vi lever.